You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 54 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you Gina? I'm great Val and here, like I'm right next to you, I'm sitting next to you like so close at I your know. house. I know. At Mansion Valerie Coon. No, it's not. And we're overlooking the water here. <laughs> and guess what else? We've got champagne. I know. We've so seen each other. Clink. So cheers. It's been, it's it's like very exciting to be in the same room. <laughs> that really so, was a uh, that, clink from yeah, the champagne. Yeah, Just yeah, show yeah, you yeah, again yeah, in yeah, case. Yeah. That's okay. the real deal. And this is, uh, we're two in now. Yeah, we are two in. And, but, you know, we thought it was the end of the year. It's the holidays and we're going to get into a new year and it's um, episode 54. So we thought we'd break out a bottle of Moe. Yeah. We got a little bit Moet. fancy. Moet, sorry. Yeah. Got a little bit fancy. Fancy. And uh, we're, um, we thought we'd record this podcast while we're together because it's such a rare occurrence for us to be together. And a lot has been happening in the world of So You Want to Be a Photographer. But before we um, uh, head on to that, I want to give a shout-out to a couple of people um, who have left us some awesome iTunes reviews. Thank you so much to um, Addicting. Uh, oh no! To to uh, to you can see you can see I've already had a couple of um, <laughs> it's glasses be an of podcast. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's a shout out to Love Some Country, uh, who has described the podcast as addicting and given us a five star review. Thank you so much. And um, they've said, as if photography wasn't already addicting enough, these girls take it to a new level with fantastic information and equally fun conversation. I listen to them while driving to and from work and can't wait to get into the car to see what tips and interesting things they have to say. Gina and Val are the kind of girls who you want as a BFF, and I appreciate them sharing this podcast with us. Thank you so much, ladies. How cool is that? Awesome. Thank you so much, Love Some Country. You've really made our day, and we're, we're toasting to you. Yeah, yeah, again. cheers to yeah. you. Cheers. <laughs> and also from James9888 uh, has uh, described it, has described the podcast as a fun show with great personalities, and he has said, these two women have such a great time together. Well, <laughs> cheers to that. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> well, teaching us tips on taking better photos and business practices. Very entertaining, ladies. Love it. Oh, Thank you, that's James. That's so cool. Thank you, James. That's awesome. Yes. Just absolutely love your feedback. And if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it because that really helps us in our rankings. And, you know, we're slowly building bit by bit and we really love bringing this podcast to you. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me, that the bubbles went down the wrong way. <laughs> We've actually also polished off a um, 
a bowl of beetroot chips. Oh, they were so good. They Valerie. were good. I and love the on, chips. on the agenda tonight, uh-huh. ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because uh, Gina has said she knows how to make this concoction. We've got. I don't know how to make it. I've made that. No, no. I just said that I decided that like vanilla ice cream with Nutella would be a really good thing. Well, I hope it tastes good. It's going to be amazing, Val. Just think about it. Well, the vanilla ice cream's organic, so it's it's healthy. Yeah, yeah. Good for you. (laughs) It's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, thank you to everyone who has participated in hashtag Gina Challenge. Now, if you're new to us. Hashtag Gina Challenge is something that we do every week and we issue a challenge. So we have a different topic each week. It could be hashtag fitness shots, which is the most recent one, or hashtag lifestyle shots or hashtag black and white or whatever. And everyone takes their own photos according to that particular hashtag and we post them in our Facebook group, which is free to join. So do join us. If you want uh, If you want to check us out, go to Facebook and search for so you want to be a photographer podcast community and do ask to join. We'd love to see you. But who have we got some shout outs for this week, Gina? So I've uh, put here, this This is fitness model shoot listener gold, Valerie. Yeah. That's what I thought when I saw it. I mean, I'm so impressed and I've just uh, picked a small cross section of some of, some of the shots yeah. because you know what the caliber of the 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 stuff that gets posted in the Facebook group amazing. is so love it. amazing absolutely inspiring. and do you know what I really love I love how everyone has evolved over the year and how mm. much they've grown and developed as photographer and their confidence and they're doing new things so um, a few of the shots are just uh, I, I just loved and I wanted to share uh, Daniel Sergio Cantero who's done like the angle is so amazing. So mm. he's got this uh, beautifully uh, gorgeous buff body, and he's shot it from um, like he's got the guy. I, I imagine he's lying down, and um, he shot it from the, the the head down, so you can see like the shoulders and the arms are strong. The arms are in fist. It's the most unusual angle. I've not seen this no. angle for a body shot, but it's such a cool. Portrait, and it, it just goes to show that you don't have to see people's face to have a great yeah. portrait. It says so much about the person, and yep. you know, if I was this guy, I would love to have this, this shot on amazing. the wall. It is amazing, isn't it? It's so striking. I absolutely love it. It's sort of reminiscent of the very iconic sunbaker shot. Yeah, but where the sunbaker shot sunbather, is of sun, is. sunbather yeah. shot is someone who is very relaxed. Um, and you know, oiled up, but but very relaxed, kind of having a sleep. It's it's that same angle, but it's it's a bodybuilder yeah, yeah. who has every single yeah. muscle flexed, yeah. Yeah. and it's got perfect symmetry. It's in black and white, and it's absolutely stunning. So well done, Daniel. Beautiful. The other one I really loved is uh, Paul Ara Paul Ar. Erratic, maybe? Yeah, thank you. And, uh, it, like, he's used a really moody side lighting for that. It really shows off the definition of the muscles. And then, again, you know, we talked about uh, just having a little tell in the background of a shot, to, like when you're doing a gym shot, just to say where it is. And all there is is, like, such a small little hint of the edge of a machine that says, this guy's in the gym. Yes. It's not enough. It's not a full setup, but it's like that. What what's there says, yep, 
gym shot and like you know very cool like he's he's done uh hard sort of uh downlighting as well and uh a gritty black and white treatment which i love yeah it's absolutely fantastic and we will put these shots in the show notes which you can find at gina militia.com that's m-i-l-i C-I-A. And I love what you say, uh, Gina, about just that little tell in the background that shows it's the gym. It's, um, you know, Playboy is in the news at the moment at the moment, uh, is in the news at the moment because of um, it's cutting its centerfold. It's really changing the way they do their photography. I didn't know this. Yeah, well, that, that's right. It's cutting its centerfold. But for many years, obviously, it was very famous for their photography for one of it's another. It's bizarre looking at you, Val, when we're on, you know, we're doing a podcast. <laughs> go, it's go like you're right next to me. Some more champagne. Should we pour some Here more? Here we go. I've got don't, some. Don't knock the microphone, Sorry, though. we've almost got the microphone. We need to, I'm going to. But, like, you know, this could be dangerous because God knows what we could end yeah, up talking about. Yeah, we're starting to talk. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, is that carpet? Like, yeah. sorry, Val. Okay, so Gina's just. Sorry. Um, it's actually good for the carpet. Gina's just like, spilled it disinfects it champagne and things like that. All um, over the carpet. Oh, happy New my Year, new everyone. House. Thanks for listening, okay. Valerie. But there you go. The now, bottles are now we empty, are, you know. We are talking what about Playboy. So anyway, with Playboy, one of the things, one of the, um, I guess, parameters or guidelines or policies that Hugh Hefner often had of the shots was that, you know, you always had a beautiful woman in it. Often, often she was scantily clad, admittedly. And um, you know, in whatever situation, but one of the tells that he had that he made sure that um, the, every photographer included, you know, because it might have been in a bedroom or it might have been in a park or it might have been in the backyard or whatever. But one of the tells was there always had to be this tiny little hint in every photo or in every photo spread um, of a presence of a man, and that might have been just a cigar. Or oh, I did book. not know that, Valerie. Yeah, That's go. really interesting. So just so, so like a male presence. Yes. A ma- like something that hinted that there was a guy yes. that had been there. That's right. So the man no. wasn't in the shot. Never ever. in the shot. No. I but, have to go back and now look at all the samples. Yes, but the presence of a man. This is this is what you learn when you watch the television show, what, what, Girl, what, The Girls Next Door. What's The Girls Next Door? Is that the about the Playboy Mansion? Girls, girls of the, of the Playboy, Playboy Mansion. Mansion. Is that your latest favourite? No, no, that was my favourite before Beverly, uh, before Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But anyway, I digress. Let's move on to the next shot. All right, so <laughs> uh, Ronald Fritz uh, did a, a, a whole series where he's got people working out and uh, he's shooting over their shoulder and you're seeing the reflection uh, of the bodybuilder in the mirror. So, like, a very cool idea. Love it. Yeah, good. And, uh, you know, treated again in the uh, in this gritty uh, uh, pre- preset as well. I've also... Um, so so excited about the fact that so many people are using uh, my Lightroom presets oh, yes. and then sharing the shots because like the shots come up and I automatically like love them. I'm like I really love this shot, and then they'll <laughs> go, "Oh, that was using your you know Brunswick ink preset or something like that." And yes. it's like, okay, that's why because <laughs> suddenly it's like it's really cool. It's um it makes me really happy as happy as this. 
and the most recent (laughs) and the most recent um lightroom reset which uh uh, Gina released free in her newsletter was the one that she created that was inspired by post-war Japan. It's awesome look, awesome. And uh, if you want to receive these Lightroom presets for free, do join up Gina's newsletter because that's the only way you can download them. And you can find um, the sign up at ginamilitia.com. So we are now going to move into what we're talking about this week and it's pretty exciting now mm. we've been running this boot camp series where we're kind of like um, simulating a situation where you have a client and we have a client brief and then we talk about how Gina would fulfill it however in this situation like this particular week uh, we can actually talk about a real client brief that uh, Gina came to Sydney to shoot and Gina can talk that through in a sec But one of the things that uh, Gina did was she put a call out into the Facebook community. And remember, you can join that at uh, if you search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook. But she put a call out on that uh, for an assistant who might want to, well, assist her on the recent shoot in Sydney. And Peter Foote, hello, Peter. Yeah, Peter, legend Peter Foote. <laughs> uh, answer the call because he is based in Sydney and we know that there are quite a lot of you who said that you would have loved to have done it if only you were in the same city and maybe there will be that opportunity yeah. soon. Um, hopefully we get to some other cities soon. But anyway, Peter uh, res- just you know was heard the call to arms and responded with gusto and uh as soon as the shoot was over gina told me how fantastic you were so mm. good on you peter yeah yeah he rocked yeah absolutely rocked and we have we've actually got a very short interview with peter soon but first gina can you please explain to us what the shoot was about yeah who the client was for what kind of looks you were trying to achieve so basically, uh, the shoot I did yesterday was uh, models portfolios mm-hmm. for an agency called Platform Me, and they specialise in talent that uh, um, have a, a strong online presence, like Instagram celebrities and things like that. And um, John Scott, who founded the agency, uh, ha- had this idea that like the the age of the model where they have to be like you know female female models need to be five foot ten or or you know and guys need to be six foot is kind of over and there is room there's all these gorgeous women and awesome guys who never get a gig as models because they're too short mm-hmm. right or they're not the right look and he he just thought that was a load of rubbish and he started with a girl called Mimi Alashiri and he ran around, around to agencies with her going this girl is amazing but she's like five foot five or something and they all said we adore her look but she's too short to be a model she'll never make it we, we don't want her every model agency knocked her back John took her on formed this agency now Mimi Elishiri is like killing it as a model. She is massive and uh, like her social media account, I think her Instagram account is in the millions and uh, like like uh, she, she is flown around the world regularly, has been on covers, has uh, all these um, uh, people like backing her and all these clients now that she does professional shoots for. So... He had about seven of his models that he wanted me to shoot at QT, 
Val, which is like a yeah. very schmick hotel in the center it's of Sydney. Boutique hotel. Very cool place. Frank, that's quite funky yeah. and um, cool in the center of Sydney. Yes. Um, I was there actually probably the same day as you. Oh, no, the day before you. All right. Yeah. Oh, bummer. We yeah. didn't bump into each other. So so we had uh, this shoot that we needed to do, uh, and the brief was to get as many shots of each of the models as possible uh, uh, in and around this hotel, and so basically today's boot camp is all about uh, how to create uh, uh, models' portfolios and, uh, you know, specifically in, in like finding a location where you've got lots of different uh, areas that you can shoot in and how to run through it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And, of course, you may want to um, – you may have an opportunity to shoot models' portfolios, but even if that's not part of your normal daily kind of client work – it might be something that's worth thinking about in terms of offering to shoot models' portfolios because you get access to, you know, some pretty decent-looking people or people who have a certain professionalism and uh, attitude that can, they can bring to the camera. So you might actually offer to do models' portfolios if it's not just part of your normal daily business as well. But even if you don't do that, you can certainly take away a lot of the learnings from today's podcast, even if you're shooting, say, headshots um, at your local school or headshots at um, a, a certain corporate business or whatever. Yeah. So, um, but before we get into breaking down how you would do a shoot where you are shooting a whole lot of different models' portfolios, let's have a listen to Peter Foote. Now, Peter was the guest assistant. And this shoot is part of the So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community. Mm-hmm. And he was, um, he, 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 he performed his duties as a voice activated light stand <laughs> incredibly well. And uh, if, you're, if you're new to the podcast, you'll know that that's um, Gina's term for human being, a voice-activated life stand. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, here's, uh, Gina did a quick uh, chat with Peter Foote after the, um, after the shoot in a car park. So the audio is not the best, but bear with us because it's um, only for a few minutes. But we think you'll find the conversation interesting. So, hey, guys, I'm with uh, Peter Foote. We're, uh, we're in a, a car park, so apologies for the sound quality and occasional screaming baby that you might hear. Uh, Peter Foote today was my special guest, uh, movable... Uh, voice operated voice light operated light stand. So Peter, thanks thanks for joining us today, no and worries, uh, we just want to get uh, like a few of your observations of uh, what you thought of the day, and uh, if you learned anything, what you what you liked, what you didn't like. What what, what are your thoughts? It was okay. like how how did you find it? So you you were let's just uh, for everyone listening. Uh, Peter came on set today as, as uh, a guest as, uh, assistant and uh, we were doing uh, a photo shoot in a hotel in, uh, in Sydney and we had about uh, seven young 20-somethings to photograph, mm. Instagram um, celebrities, I think they all oh, yeah, were, weren't they? Like yes, you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we worked all around and so Peter was holding lights and reflectors and doing all of that. So Peter, h- how did you find the experience? Really good, big day. Yeah. Um, um, pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, fast paced. Yeah. Um, lots of um, observation on direction. Right. 
and uh, and lighting. Yeah. Learned to love the beauty dish. Uh huh. With yeah. the deep octa that we used yeah, yeah. for a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing. And and so what would what what was your biggest takeaway from the day? Takeaway from today other than the lighting techniques yep. was the connection between the model and the camera or right, the photographer. Right, and is there something that you saw today that you might implement in your um, shooting protocol from here on in? Yeah, I think so. Yep. The uh, direction of where's your favourite place to be? Yeah. Go there now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah cool. I like that one. Yeah, yeah. As, a, as a car goes by. Yeah. And puppies and kittens. Puppies and kittens. Oh, that, puppies and what and was kittens. I saying, puppies and kittens for? She was too serious. Right. Young so, girl, yeah. too serious, so, lighten up. Yeah, yeah. The model kept going into her default mode of uh, pouting and, uh, and a bit too sexy for what I wanted. Yeah. So I just needed to soften her down and... Puppies and kittens mm. was what I was getting her to think the, about. The whole and that, room started getting doe-eyed. Everyone did, didn't <laughs> yeah. they? And then, and then there was a, a beautiful boy, Josh, that we photographed oh, that you amazing. had a bit of a crush on, didn't you? Well, he was a very handsome man. Yeah, he was ridiculously uh, good-looking, wasn't he, I've always he, thought of myself as a heterosexual yeah, man yeah, from yeah, the western yeah, suburbs. Yeah, yeah, it makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a very beautiful man. And um, it's very funny. We just had an incident uh, in the car park now where uh, Peter and I decided to take a <laughs> selfie. Uh, and... Um, uh, we we just uh, and I didn't want to do it as a selfie because I don't like the angle of the uh, the, the the phone as it, it's the arms are not long enough to get back far enough. So I said let's ask someone to do it for yeah. us. So we found this uh, you know lovely young mother and uh, give it give give her the phone and set it up and then she's like. What about what about the background? I don't like that light. Yeah. And what? That, and that light's blowing out yeah, your faces. She, she, the light's blowing out your faces. So so she starts wanting we to direct the shoot, and we, we we just laughed. It's like because oh, everyone's a photographer <laughs> yeah. now. Anyway, she sort of took the shot a bit with dis, like a bit disgusted, wasn't yeah, well, she? She wasn't, she wasn't happy, happy with it. She, she wasn't, wasn't happy at all. But anyway, um, we got the shot. And uh, so back back to today. Uh, is there anything that you that surprised you about the day, or that you thought was different about the workflow, or surprised? Surprised at the eagerness of the models uh -huh. to just do exactly yep. as they were told. Yep. Yep. Um, that being said, I did sort of build your reputation before they met you. Uh huh. Because I said, "Do you know who Gina Melissa is?" Oh, you pumped is? me up. You were like my wingman. Oh, was. Thanks. Do you know who Gina is? Thank you. Oh, she's a photographer. I said, do you know what she's done? Ah. Oh, no. So I said, have a look at this. I showed you your Instagram and your uh -huh. website. Uh -huh. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. oh, oh really? Oh, there you go. And I said, yeah, well, that think yourself very lucky. Uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Mm. And... Uh, I didn't get, you didn't get fed till three o'clock, no, which was, that no, was, was hard. A bit weak. Yeah, you were I had an a apple bit weak at midday. Well, I did give you an apple, and there was a coffee at there some was point, coffee, wasn't there? Yeah. But like, we, what time would we rock up at seven thirty? And we just worked solidly. We did. We did what it, you do. It, it, it's what you have to do, yeah. and we were all over the place. Amazing location, amazing day, and uh, you know we're going to break it all down in the in the podcast mm. today and go through all the shots. And uh, so, Peter, you were awesome today. Thank you. It was really, really great to meet you. And uh, fear not, everyone listening. I think this is something. I uh, might do a bit more often in terms of having uh, guest spots on my shoots so that uh, everyone can experience. And I've got something, an idea in mind that I've been formulating. And today. anyone out there sees the call out, put your name down. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, 
but there'll be there'll be there'll be stuff happening in the future. So yeah. Mm. All right. So yeah. yeah. Thanks, Peter. Cool. Thank you. What a great opportunity for Peter. I know. How cool was that, hey? That is so yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. And I wish yeah. I could have been there to meet you, Peter, um, but hopefully next time or sometimes, sometime soon. And if you want to check out a photo of Gina and Peter, not quite doing a selfie, I think they... Um, we got someone else Yeah, in. got someone yeah. To, to, to take the shot in the car park. In the car park. <laughs> uh, we'll put that sh- uh, photo in the show notes. But let's move on to... This shoot that you did, I'd like you to talk us through it. Now, we've heard that this is from, for Platform Me and you were shooting a bunch of models, but they're not quite traditional models because no. they went from a modelling agency. They were kind no. of from a social media influencer yep, 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 yep. agency. Yep. So these are people who, you know, have big social media platforms yep. and somebody has decided they're, that they're going to represent them. Yep. So you've done their shots. Now, what exactly, what were you trying to achieve? How many people were involved? Why was the QT Hotel picked? Yep. Just take me through it. So, um, and, and also before I launch into the explanation of what we did yesterday, um, I can also have to say for all our US listener, the, this advice uh, that I give today is actually perfect for shooting senior portraits. So that's when you've got your, you know, the, the graduates like 18 to uh, 22, I think. Um, it's it's a big deal in the states, I understand. So, um, you know, where they come in and they want three, four, five different looks, and you you're shooting them over a couple of hours or a half a day. Uh, you can use all these techniques for for that sort of work, or for anyone who wants a portfolio, really. And this could be used for, say, an entrepreneur who comes to you and wants a series of shots. You know. The, the 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 techniques can all will all work in in these situations so basically uh, yesterday I had two guys and five girls the location as I said was the uh, QT which is a, a pretty swanky boutique hotel in the center of Sydney and um, lots of uh, quirky little bars and uh, lots of um, you know, cute little uh, props and and areas. The light in there was amazing. And so what you want to find when you're doing something like this is kind of a fairly high-pressure shoot because you've got so many people and so many shots to go through that you want to find a location that you've got lots of options, okay? So you've got – because you'll find that if you end up just shooting in a hotel room, it's basically there's two shots that you can do in there and then it's all over. But when you've got the entire run of the hotel – remember, Val, when we did uh, – in Singapore, we did um, uh, Bachelor of the Year. We had 50 bachelors yes. and we had the run of the Shangri-La. How, yes. how cool was that? that we was had the great. grounds that we could wander around. So we had like – uh, waterfalls, we had uh, beautiful stone backgrounds, we had green, we Greenery. had, you know, um, e- everything. And so there was plenty of options, but what you want is you don't want to be, you know, walking for 20 minutes and then having to get back and, and, and get back. Yeah. So you want everything to be within kind of easy walking distance and to set it up so that you can be in a room and you can shoot in one direction and you get one look and then you can turn the camera around the other way and get another look. And that's basically what I was doing. So um, maybe let's have a run through uh, some of the shots I set up, Val, and, and, and to, how I did them. And just to give you an idea, when Gina's speaking about the shoot we did in Singapore, that was for Cleo's 50 Most Eligible Bachelors. So we were shooting 
50 guys we had to give tough 50... day Val, wasn't it well, 50 hot guys <laughs> three days to shoot in three days that was um probably you know a highlight of my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> all with their shirts off well no they weren't all with their shirts most off. of them a, a lot were but not not they weren't all with their shirts off so there were 50 guys that we and we had to achieve 50 different looks in in one location so yeah it was the shangri-la hotel who you know offered us their uh, one of their function rooms so that the guys could change and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it has a number of different towers. So each tower has a, a different look in a sense. And as Gina said, there's a, there's waterfalls, there's bridges, there's little ponds, there's a swimming pool, there's um, a tennis court, there's everything you can possibly imagine. So fortunately, we could get different, we could get 50 different looks. Yeah. But anyway, the QT Hotel does also, is very diverse as yeah. well. So yeah. Um, Yes, take us through it, Jana. So basically you've got a brief, you've got these seven people and we want to get as many different shots as you can. So the first thing you do when you get a, like something like this to think about is um, get to the hotel and if you can, like if I could, I would probably get there before and have a look the day before or a couple of days yes. before and just scope it out so I'm not having to make stuff up on the fly, okay? But I, I ha- had a fair idea of, of what was there. I knew what I wanted to shoot, so um, I could scope it out on the fly that day. But basically, uh, we got there. Peter met me at 7.30 a.m. Wow, good and, on you, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, <laughs> fine effort, that. And the reason we wanted to get there very early was one of the first shots we wanted to do is there's this really very cool retro barbershop there, Val. And uh, we wanted to gain access to this barbershop before it actually opened. So um, that's a tip. Like, There's lots of, like, as photographers, we often see these really cool and quirky locations and you think, I would really love to shoot there. And... Trying to do it when there's customers and clients is impossible because you've always got people in the background, but you can negotiate and don't be afraid to actually approach the place that you want to shoot. Like I've found retro barbers in the past in, um, you know, in areas around where my studios have been and I've just said, hey, I really want to do it, shoot here, would you be interested I'll give you the photos, you can use them for your social media or whatever and you know what, I've never heard no yeah. and they'll go... They'll, they'll actually indicate, yeah, that'd be great. Hey, we're we're good between four and five on a Thursday. Mm. Why don't you come in and and, and, and organise it for that? So that that's basically. So we we had to get in uh, very early, and um, this is like uh, Peter's uh, fir- first go at at assisting with right. me, and so I've got him in there. Baptism of fire. Yeah, we right. didn't we didn't hold back. And the first thing is uh, we had uh, the beautiful Joss Hewson, which is um, the man that uh, Peter referred to as the very, uh, you know, incredibly ridiculously good-looking <laughs> guy. And you can see I've put a, uh, an image in the show notes. But what I wanted to show and what I've been doing a lot of these days and what I really want to do more of is I want to show how simple lighting can be and how cheap it can also be. So this shot of Josh... I've uh, lit using a speed light and no modifier. I've just used that little plastic cup that goes on on the top of it. They're like 50 cents, Val. Yeah. Like a dollar you could get them with postage, <laughs> right? So very simple modifier. And um, I've got Peter like holding it up like with a pole up over Josh's head. Mm. And that's basically the lighting for this shot in this really cool retro um 
uh, barber shop. It's fantastic, and um, uh, you can obviously look at these shots if you want to at, in the show notes at GinaMilitia.com. Now, I don't know if you know, Gina, but this barbershop is actually an iconic barbershop in Sydney's history. So it's this barbershop that has been there for many years in the Gowings building, which now the QT occupies. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, I a, didn't know that. It's, it's stunning. It's yeah. been there forever, but it is beautiful. And uh, like the stuff was so old. And, you know, yes. of course, it's like historic. Yes. What's the first thing I get Peter to do? Because like, we're in there by ourselves, Val. Right. There's no one in there. They just wow. let us in. Fantastic. And so we're in this um, um you know, iconic, mm. beautiful, mm. historic place by ourselves. Mm. Peter, get on the bench, <laughs> right? But I'm like, out of respect, I said, you better take your shoes off because <laughs> you never know. So so I've got a shot in the show notes of like just exactly how, because <clears throat> I needed Peter on the bench because I wanted the lighting to be up over Josh yeah. because it's like you, you're lighting him basically just above his head so, and uh, with a, a simple uh, speed light, it's set to about 1128th power. So, mm-hmm. very, very low. Basically, what I did, Val, is I exposed to do this shoot with natural light. That's the first shot that I did. And you can see that uh, I've got the two examples. I've got the shot that's lit mm. and the shot that, yes. that's exposed for natural light. The shot with natural light is actually still pretty good because what you've got is... Um, this barbershop's like in a basement. Right. And then there's two strip lights right. at street level that are high up. So it's kind of almost Rembrandt lighting, mm-hmm. like you, what you would imagine Rembrandt lighting would be. So daylight is kind of pretty nice on its own. Mm-hmm. So unlit, it looked good, but the lighting just takes it to another yeah, level. Yeah, definitely. And... This is lighting that this is like a $100 setup. If you were using the Yongnuo uh, <laughs> speed light, you would get that. So uh, very simple, simple lighting. Um, and, uh, yeah, we knocked that off pretty quickly because the guy who ran the barbershop came in mm. and he's like, my clients are here. You've got like, wow. I'll give you another 20 minutes. You wow. have to get out. So basically what we did. And so this is like a pressure shoot. Yeah. Val. And what I wanted to do for this was shoot very long yeah, and use my long lens. And so you know where I ended up? Like, So I had to scooch back, 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 back yeah, and shoot into the barbershop yeah. through the doorway because I wanted it to have that sort of voyeuristic, voyeuristic feel. Yeah. I'm in the men's toilets. Oh, gross. Right next to the toilet. Yeah, gross. That's where kneeling there. So it's glamorous, my job, <laughs> isn't it? So yeah. that's just like I'm in the men's bathroom. And that's where you like you can see another black and white shot where I've got Josh uh, and uh, a female model, and he's being lathered up and shaved down. So that really cool sort of yeah, uh, and the shot, shot through the doorway. Through a, yeah, it's through a doorway, so it does look like Gina's sort of walked past and taking a peek yeah. through a keyhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love yeah, doing that. Great. I love that voyeuristic feel. So that was um, that was really cool, and I gave it like a really grungy, um, a grungy treatment as Val reaches for more chat. <laughs> Pain. I'm, I'm moved to the other side of the room and get some more champagne. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so uh, like a, a gritty, edgy, I think I might put this out as a, uh, a preset, Val. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll call it Barbershop. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Gina's put we'll the champagne. G- 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 Gina's put what? the champagne. Cute. I've took it away glass. from you. It's just, I mean, the champagne bottle down. 
onto my brand new desk without I'm a poster. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Belle. That's okay. Have I ruined your dress? This? No, it's okay. Is it all right? Yeah, it's sorry. Okay. It's just like, and there's only like <laughs> half a glass each left, which is like sorry, very we, disappointing. We, sorry, we it's will. not often that we get to spend time no. together, so it's very exciting for us to be in the same room. <laughs> it's okay to put the champagne. On the IKEA furniture, but not on the fancy furniture. I didn't realise it was the fancy furniture. Look at it. Fell. I know. I see it. I see it. It's beautiful. But I asked you before, do I need a coaster for I my teacup? I said just put it on something. You know, okay, we're not going to get into an argument. No, no. But I have to tell you that coming here, Valerie didn't trust me to get here with my sat nav. So you know what? She got me from uh, Sydney, the city of Sydney. Up until her beautiful, like, Chateau Valerie Coo. It's beautiful. And um, she was my sat nav. So, you know, (laughs) like, in my car, in the car that I have in Melbourne, I turn her on and she's kind of this plummy. She's got a very, compared to me, anyone is plummy. But she's kind of like, she's like, okay, at the next corner, turn right. You know, you know how a sat nav is. But to get from Sydney to Valerie's place, I had Valerie's sat nav. So she's just like, I will guide you in. So she's like, okay, where are you now? Tell me what the street is. Right, you've got to turn left. And and no, you've gone. To, what did I say? I said turn left. I'm like, I missed it, Val. I'm so sorry. I missed the turn off. Like, now you have to go back and do it. Imagine having Valerie as your sat nav. And she guided me all the way in. Like, this was an hour drive. I had Valerie sat nav. Like, we need to market this. Sorry, I digress. Let's get back to the barbershop shoot. I have a confession to make. What? I have always wanted to be the voice of a GPS. Oh, my God. You would be a great voice for a GPS. You would be really good. I've always wanted to be the voice of a GPS because I used to do a lot of – I used to be the voice for a lot of voicemail. For thousands and thousands. Oh, really? Can you do the? Can oh, you do it now? Do it now. Do your voicemail. Uh, who's the voice? What of, is it? Well, I was. Hello, you've called Planet Hollywood. I know it's the voice for Estee Lauder. You've Shall called we... Estee Lauder for marketing. Press one. <laughs> <laughs> And one time I was ringing this person in another country who I'd never rung before, but, you know, I I had to call her for something. But I I knew her in another life, but we'd never actually spoken on the phone before. And I rang her and I went, oh, hello, Annie, this is, and she went, hello, Val. And I went, how would you know it's me? And she said, I'll hear your voice every day when I have to check my voice. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, you know what I would love to do? Like, there should be the Aussie Bogan sat-nav. Oh, yes. You know, because they're all very plummy voices, and I've got nothing against plummy voices, but you know what would be really cool if you had the very Australian voice that goes, all right, you know when you got to Dave's place? Yeah, Dave's on the corner. Yeah, no, 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 that's Steve's place. Dave, you get to Dave's place, right, hang a, hang a left there, hang a left, then you go past the servo, and and then you've gone too far, and you keep going, and then, no, 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 you've gone too far. Chuck a yui, chuck a yui. And then when you see the Tirana next to the Karala, past the Commodore. The Aussie sat-nav would be awesome. Would it have cold chisel playing in the background? 
Ah, AC DC. AC DC. It'd be very cool. Should we talk we, about photography at some point, Val? We digress. Not drink champagne. Sorry, everyone. We digress. We okay, podcasts. so let us move on to the second, another, another shot because you shot two guys and five girls. Um, so talk us through it. So we did the barbershop one. Yes. And uh, that was very cool, shooting through doorways. Yes. Um, the next shot I want to talk about is, like, I found a really cool way to make a background out of nothing. So um, uh, I had uh, the, the, the next model, I think, is George. And he – so we had basically – these old buildings, they really knew how to um, mm. do the lighting. So yes. often the light, often the windows um, are actually set very high. Yes. So when the sun's in a certain angle, you, you've got like you've got basically Rembrandt lighting. You've got the light streaming in through the windows. I'm just going to pause you high. there and yeah. ask you to just in case there's some new people on the podcast, just to explain Rembrandt lighting, please. So basically, uh, Rembrandt was a painter in the uh, Renaissance. Really, Gina? <laughs> <laughs> and I know his real name, but I can't remember. It's okay. Just it, describe it, the lighting. Yeah. So basically, uh, how he would uh, paint his portraits was in his artist studio. He had light uh, windows up very high at a 45-degree angle to the model, so the light would stream in. But to their side, right? Side, it was side-lit. Mm. Side-lit. And basically uh, the tell of Rembrandt lighting mm. is there's a little triangle under mm. the eye on the opposite side to the light. Yeah, beautiful. I could probably explain that better on another day, Val. <laughs> you possibly shouldn't be asking me today. <laughs> All you know, right. Ask me but simple questions I, like I think Nutella everyone got it. Yeah, good. Yes. So, so basically, these old buildings are set out. Um, the light was beautiful. So we're in this room, and uh, I've got in the show notes that um, th- this was actually. I want to say that I did this deliberately, but I have to be honest. This was a really happy accident okay. that I got really excited about. Okay. Um, is there aircon in this room? Is the aircon on? We can't turn it on. We're not turning it on oh, because it's, it'll it's make, really make a noise. Hot. You'll have to live. But, you you know, need to suffer for your art, Gina. I am suffering for my art. Mm-hmm. So basically um, we're in a bar in the QT and uh, the way the bar was set up is you've got these lights, uh, windows um, set high, like probably uh, eight, nine feet high above. And and they're streaming in light. Mm. But in the background, directly behind my model, you've got TV screens. Right. Right? I actually used the TV screens as backgrounds. I was because... in this bar the day before you. Were you? I seriously you was. You were in that bar. Drinking Did Pinot you... Grigio. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Pinot Grigio, Val. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. So, basically, I want to show you that, like, the the, um, the model that I shot, George. Oh, that, it's like little bouquets. isn't it? It's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, so, so these yeah, TV on. screens, uh, Gina's used them kind of like, well, so she shot them, She's they're, they're blurry in the background, so they make really great bouquet. They make beautiful backgrounds. So basically, if you want, if you're hard-pressed for a, bra- you want a different background for your model, yeah. you could use a TV screen and basically any show because what happens is the, um, 
the screen turns to blue if you shoot it with daylight. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what's on in the background, but you could get all different colours. Mm-hmm. And if you've got a long enough lens and you throw the background out of focus, you're going to get like a great a great looking background. So that's what I did for these. So presumably got... that would work if they weren't TV screens, you could just have a light there. Uh, and achieve the same a, result. Um, I've seen it done with um, iPads, right, and laptops. Oh my god! So you could just put your laptop in the background. Yeah. So, so say you're in a situation where you're shooting in a hotel room, and really you've got like you want to do a corporate portrait with some. Uh, for me, this lighting is fantastic for corporate portraits, Val, because yeah. it's just like a, it's like something in the background, but you have got no idea what it was. Yes. So, so you know how sometimes you're doing. Um, uh, seminars or like mm-hmm. we're sent to photograph all the delegates at a seminar or, or conferences and things like that. There's just like you're in these uh, boring halls and there's just yeah. nothing. It's no. just dark. So basically you get your laptop mm. put it, or your iPad, mm. put it in the background mm. and suddenly Fantastic. you've got this bright screen that yes. you can have. You throw it out of focus. So basically these shots of George... The first uh, images that, that I've, I've put examples of these in the show notes is basically I've uh, lit him first using just the daylight streaming in from the windows that are mm. slightly above and it's like massive windows. And just as an aside, and I'll probably do, I want to do an entire podcast on this, but mm. like... You know when you see photos and you want to know how they're done, mm. you can quite, mm. can't quite work it out. The, yes. the, the, te- the detective way to do it mm. is if you zoom, if you can zoom in into the eyes, right, and basically have a look at the catch lights. Yes. That's going to be yes. the tell for how something was shot. So you have a look, and if you want to know if it was shot with natural light or if it was flash. Mm. Um, have a look at the catch lights, and basically, if it's shot with natural light, you can see the reflection of the windows yes. in the eyes. Or if it's shot with, and if you want to know what modifier was used, you can actually tell. You can tell if it's flash on camera because you will get basically a um, a dot in the centre of the eye when it's flash on camera. If it's shot with uh, a, a speed light off camera, you'll get basically like a tiny little dot. If it's shot with a, a, a an octobox, you'll get the round. If it's beauty dish, you'll get a like you know. Mm. And you can even tell where the what side that's lit from. Everything just by looking into the reflection in Great the eyes. Great trick, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So that so basically, um, we've got two versions of George, and uh, the first version is daylight. Mm-hmm. And the second one is shot using uh, an octobox that I actually converted to beauty dish because I was coming up from Melbourne. I wanted to bring my beauty dish because I'm so in love with my beauty dish at the moment, Val. Mm. I can't tell you how much I love it. Okay. Like, I love it as okay. much as Nutella yeah, right. because the light is so good. But it takes up my entire suitcase, and yes. then how do I get my hair straightener? <laughs> Which, of course, is the most What's important thing. Most important, oh, of course. <laughs> you know, so it stayed home. And but the beauty of the uh, Rotolux Deep Octobox is it converts from an Octobox to a to a uh, a kind of a beauty dish, and it actually gives a very similar light. So you can actually, if you want to see the difference between daylight, see how the Val, if you can see the mm-hmm. daylight version, mm. right, compared to the lit version, 
with up, 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 that way. So down, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, really sculpts his face. Yeah, totally different. It just totally really chiseled. Different. You know, he looks great in both, but the lit version, I think, is so much better. He looks better. totally different. Totally different person, mm. isn't it? They're, bo- they're both different looks. So they're both different It depends looks, what you want to achieve, yeah. But suddenly the lit one looks like a lot mm. more high-end, doesn't mm, it? Mm, mm, mm. And so basically what I've got is I had uh, Peter uh, holding my Octobox directly above, but... The the trick with the Octobox is that you've got to have um, you've got to have the angle right because if you don't, um, you're lighting from over the top and you'll get like raccoon eyes. Yeah, you'll that's, get the that's, shadow. That's, that's what's really tricky about. Yeah. Um, so it needs to be over it. the top, but not quite over the top. It's it's actually I I have uh, the angle of my. Um, Octobox and beauty dishes a lot flatter than like I'm always arguing my, with my assistants about how how they should be hitting the face, and I also have uh, a fill underneath to to bounce back as well ah, so, and fill back into okay. the eyes. So so works really well. Love it. All right. So there's uh, examples of that and and how I set that up. Um, the other shot I want to talk about, Val, is what I did with uh, a, my MacGyver hack of the day. What was your MacGyver hack? So my MacGyver hack was I had a model and um, what you know how like I, I really love doing those shots where you've got people that look like they're in a cafe but yes. you shot them through the window. Yes. Sometimes you don't have the window. No, or the so, cafe. So I'm kind of thinking how can I create that window yes. but I'm travelling. So, like, you can do it. So sometimes I shoot through um, bits of perspex or plastic, right? Or actually what I did when I was in Japan is I got a takeaway lid from a plastic (laughs) uh, salad, you know, those salad bowls? Yes. So that little round disc, it's about like a hand span apart. I took that out onto the streets of Tokyo. It was raining and I... um, I got rainwater from like the gutter. Oh, it's not very glamorous, and sprinkled it onto the the disc. Yes, held that in front of my iPhone. Wow! And it looks like you've shot through a, a rain-soaked window. Awesome. Okay, so I wanted to achieve that look indoors, and I'm okay. thinking all I need is a sheet of plastic. You wanted to achieve the rainy look, the rainy. I wanted to achieve the rainy look, okay. or the shot through a glass, shot through a glass cafe, uh, cafe yeah. look. Yeah. Okay. So. To buy a sheet of Perspex and travel with it is very <laughs> difficult. And actually, Perspex is really expensive, clear Perspex. And oh, glass I've is got just some down. Have you? <laughs> have you? I have you? Where is it? it? How big is it? It's about that. It's Yeah, perfect. Yeah, okay. perfect. Anyway, go on. Uh, glass is very expensive and not safe. Mm-hmm. So I actually got really soft plastic and folded it up, put it in my camera bag, travelled with it from Melbourne. And so basically, for this shoot, I've got a shot of uh, model Annalise. And it looks like she's shot in a cafe and I've shot through a window. But right. it's basically Peter is holding up a piece of plastic in front of but the But where did you get the plastic? Bunnings. You just, oh, you went and bought plastic from I Bunnings. I bought a sheet of plastic for five bucks. So Val. so Bunnings, for our US listeners, is a massive hardware Where shop. Where dreams come true, Val. Yes, <laughs> massive dreams hardware Dreams come shop. true there. It's one of my favourite places in the world, can I tell you? So is it like Glad Wrap, which is no, like, it's thicker. Which is it's like, like Saran Wrap for our US listeners? It's like 
You know when you're in a like a, a cafe and sometimes they have that plastic that oh, protects yes. everyone from the cold. Yes, it's, it's like about that. Okay, thickness. right. Did so, you did you put raindrops on it or anything? We did, but it was hard to get the depth and to get it right. And I think to do the raindrops, you need a solid sheet of perspex. Right. Okay. I need to play an experiment with this, but I'm onto something. Definitely. Yeah, I think I'm so. Excited by so it. there's a photo in the show notes, and it is of Annalise. Uh, who um, many Australians will recognise as um, Annalise Brackensack. Uh, but uh, it's, a, it's, it's a fantastic shot. I love it. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it, – um, and uh, Peter Foote was saying on the day that this would be a great shot to use for brides sometimes. Oh, and, yes. You know, very cool. You don't always get the opportunity very. to put someone in the cafe or, you know, so you could just set this up anywhere and it's really, really good like because, about it. because it doesn't look set up that's the beauty of it it really looks like gina happened to walk past this cafe and took this shot from the outside so it's it's um it's a great shot what else you got for us gina what else have i got so the next thing i want to talk about is um i had a young model and uh she came in and did her first photo shoot she wow. was 16 wow so basically what I've posted to the show notes is uh, I wanted to talk about the dialogue that I did because I, I think as photographers it's really important that we uh, educate the people that we're working with and really, like, you know, I'm big on that making that connection and I'm, like, yeah. constantly banging on about yeah. it's 90% of it is the work you do, like, connecting with your model. So you can actually see I've posted a series of three shots. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see uh, the first image, no connection. Yes. She's basically – now, the thing I've really noticed, Val, is these kids coming through now, when I get young kids, they're so camera savvy right. compared to, like, you know, 20 years ago sure. when people didn't love having photos. But, you know – even though she's camera savvy, she's got a photo face going on. And what yes. I mean by photo face is they pull the look that they think is going to look good. So it's maybe a little bit pouty, the, the eyes a lot. But because she's in a newer environment, she's not connecting to the camera. Yes. And you don't notice until you see like three shots down Amazing. when I finally got her to connect. Amazing. Seriously, you've got to look at the show notes for this one. Because the transformation is amazing. It's subtle, but it is, it's chalk and cheese. And to her credit, this girl was so professional. I was like, I'm so impressed with the way she really took direction and, and actually listened to what I said. So I did the whole storytelling thing. I asked her, like, what's your favorite place that you've ever been to? And, like, tell me where it was and let's go there together now and, like, describe it. And she stayed there. I'm like, where are you? It was um, a, a beach resort somewhere that she'd just been to. And I'm like, where are you? And, like, she really went there in her head. And, honestly, you can see the difference in her eyes. That's one of your dogs, Val. It's one of my ones that I'll be sleeping with tonight. Yes, um, if you can hear, that's Groucho barking yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, go on. Um, so basically, um, yeah, the, the 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 she did a great job, and and the, the lighting for this, if anyone's interested, again is um, I'm using the 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 Rotolux Deep Octa as a beauty dish, 
And uh, so it's a hard light. But the thing is, when you're using a hard light and you bring the light really close to the face, the closer the light, the, the softer the light becomes. So, yeah. And then we've used a reflector underneath. So we've basically used sort of a butterfly situation where we've got a reflector under the chin filling back and the light coming in and lighting her. And it's just um, gorgeous. Really sculpts it. the face. So... Next shot I did was a, like another variation. So, you know, you're in a hotel, Val. You don't have to always use the location. You can treat the loca- You can treat the hotel as a studio. Right. And just like I like to look for just areas where the lighting is good or I've got props that I can use or just edges of things. So um, I had um, Mr. Very Gorgeous Josh. Mm-hmm. again right. okay. and um, basically I did the shot with her I love to do where I've got the model on his back right yes uh, working to camera and believe it or not Val this also is lit with a beauty dish hmm. but I've backlit it you back okay, it so the, the 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 lighting is coming from behind Josh, right? Yes, and it then wraps around. But I deliberately wanted it to look like daylight. Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's not perfectly lit because I've got two versions of the shot. The top shot is where I've got it daylight. It's a bit gritty and grungy. It's yep. not perfect, but yep. I've captured the mood. Yes. You okay. Have. So I wanted to create. A very sexy shot. So I've got him on his back. He's looking. He's looking directly at us. Yes. I looked at the shot and I'm like, I don't think it's um, balanced well enough. And I used a fill, a reflector, to light back in and and balance the lighting on his face. Right. I don't think it looks. I don't think that the shot underneath is nearly as sexy as the shot above where it's uh, like a bit moodier. Yeah, I agree. So basically um, the shot where Gina has used the reflector, the fill, to light up more of his face, obviously he's more lit up, but I definitely think that the top shot is the moodier shot. It's got, it's got, it's got something about it, which again is proof that like, you know, it's not, it's not always about like, you know, being it looks real. perfect. Sometimes you can use light and, and make it look real and you've captured the mood. It absolutely looks real because it looks like Gina happened to be there in this guy's bed yeah, at, next to him. You know, like at 1am sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Whereas the other shot looks like a beautifully lit shot. It, it looks lit. Yes. Yeah, and that's great. That's what, I, I, you know, I wanted to achieve, you know. Um, and so finally I've got the uh, the whole group that we had uh, that I kind of did a bit of a 90210 sort of situation with. And basically when we talk about, you know, what we do uh, with this sort of shot, um, what what I like to do is uh, bring each model in one at a time and um, give them a, a, the, the best position that, that I want them in. And so basically we've got this large room uh, in the lounge area in one of the bars at the QT, and I've got um, six of the models there, and I wanted to to create a, a sort of very casual look, like that was sort of like what I said, like my um, when I brief them, I'm like, just imagine you're all hanging out at someone's house. It's uh, you know, 
Sunday after you've all had a big Saturday together. And um, basically, I, uh, I I got them all to just I gave them all an eye line and mm. I gave them all something to do, Val. And I just said, I want you to re- just repeat that over and over. And so basically, it looks like a very casual shot, but I've got everyone exactly where I want them. And just out, um, out of, I shot this with daylight and I think I cranked the ISO up to about 1600. So I wanted a really gritty, grainy sort of look to the shot. I love it. Absolutely love it. So everyone, so talk me through what everyone would have left with. Obviously not necessarily left with on the day, but did did everyone leave with X number of headshots, X number of what, you know, what exactly? Yeah, so so it's hard when you've got this many people because you kind of, you're trying to give everyone an even number of shots. But I think everyone got at least uh, three different looks. Mm-hmm. Um, some people got more, and um, you know I don't like to play, play favourites, but I end <laughs> up I do just at. Sometimes it's just easier, or like you know. But but basically, I worked it so that I would find a, a situation, set it up, and kind of bring everyone who was available through that same setup. Like so, if I found like um, this is a great background for headshots. I brought everyone through there, everyone who right. was there. But sometimes there'd be like one of the, I think it was harder for the girls because they were always getting, having to get changed yes. or get their hair done, where it's much easier to bring the guys down. And yes. so the guys tend to get more shoots because it just happens a lot quicker. So talk me through, like, um, you were there at 7.30, just on a practical level so that people can get an idea on a practical level were there certain did, did you stagger people coming at certain times did everyone arrive at the same time and just stay there all day how did that actually work practically speaking yeah so basically i didn't handle the agenda of how the models came right. and i would have uh, i would have had it differently so they were staggered but basically like we had a lot of them arrive at once which which puts a lot puts a lot of pressure yes. on everyone because you've got waiting like, people waiting around and it's like I used to worry about that I don't anymore because mm. you realize that they they end up all making friends and mm. they're having a good time and they actually all enjoy watching it's interesting watching models love watching other models work because yeah. they're they're watching and learning at the same time. But so, if you had, were in control of the agenda yeah. for seven people, yeah. what would you have done? So basically in I would scenario. have staggered it. So what I would do is if I've got guys and girls together, generally what I do is I have the guys arrive first and the girls arrive basically at the same time. I have like a couple of makeup artists. So they arrive at the same time? Not I have the guys and... Like I always have like a couple of guys and a couple of girls arrive at the same okay. time. So what happens is the guys come in straight away, they're made up yep. and sent out to me. Yep. And then the girls go into makeup. Yep. Because what I find is the girls have to unpack their 50 different outfits that they might have brought or have a look or try stuff on. Mm-hmm. So that while the guys are getting made up, the girls are getting fitted by the stylist and, and we're working out their shot list. Yeah. based on what they've got and making sure that everything fits them. The guys have then gone into makeup. Guys shouldn't take more than five to ten minutes in hair and makeup, really. It it, it shouldn't be longer than that. Yeah. Then they're, they're out to me. So while the girls are getting made up, I get all that time with the guys. Yeah. And that's when like I'm kind of getting into it. You're getting into the groove and um, you start working with the guys. And, yeah. and then I stagger from there on in. Yeah. And then... 
you're also thinking about, okay, are we doing doubles, singles, triples here? So you're trying to overlap so that, like, okay, this would be a good two-shot to do here. This might be a big big three-shot or a five-shot. And you bring it up, bring it all in, and you stagger the, the, the people arriving, and it culminates maybe in the hero shot, which is everyone. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So what time did you finish? If you started at up, 7.30. I think we ended up finishing about 4. Okay. We, we, we ra- and it was like, it was kind of like the agent's like, I've got, do you want to do this shot, this shot, and this shot? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call it a day here because I could keep shooting, but I've, I'm not going to keep shooting well. And it compromises like I knew I had to shoot. And, and I often, I do this a lot now. Um, I stop because I want the shoot that I do the next day. I'm protecting my energy basically. Yeah, right. So, you know, you know you've got enough. You could keep going for another two hours, but you're not going to be delivering anything that's worthwhile. So I'd rather cut it short, leave everyone happy, mm. and everything's gold. After a certain time, you kind of just creating files. They might not be that great, though, because everyone's sure. exhausted. Yeah. There's a point where everyone switches off as well. Yeah, because basically the next day, which is today, you had to do another shoot yeah, yeah, um, yeah. this morning. And yeah. then you drove up All the way up to my Chateau <laughs> Valerie Coo with Valerie Satnav in my ear, which was beautiful. And then we've had a bottle of champagne. Had champagne. But before we had... very romantic. We're going to go for a romantic. <laughs> walk now Be- Val. Before we um, uh, have another bottle of champagne, yeah. on behalf of the So You Want to Be a Writer podcast community, um, I would like to present you with something and I am quite certain that everyone in the community who has been there for a while and has gotten to know you over this period of time will be behind me in this um, little gift, Gina. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> So excited. So Valerie has just given me <laughs> my my very own bottle of personal my very own jar personalized Nutella with Gina on it. Okay, oh, that's going to be my new Facebook so, profile for the new year. That is so cool. Thank you so much. What I will get Gina to do, is because the sun, <laughs> the sun is setting over the water at the moment, I will actually get Gina to photograph this um, Nutella with her iPhone and we'll put it in the... Uh, in the in the Facebook group, so you can have a look. But um, <laughs> that's so cool! Oh wow! <laughs> so it's been it's been an exciting year, and we both want to thank you all for for listening, basically, yeah. and for your feedback, and for being part of the community, and yeah. for all your comments and posts on Facebook because. We just love it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, we love hanging out with each other, but we love bringing this to you as well. So, you know, do connect with us. If you're not in the Facebook group, where do we find you on social media, Gina? So, at Gina Militia, G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A on Instagram and Twitter and in the Facebook group and, yeah, Facebook. And I'm on also on all of those things at Valerie Koo. So that's K-H-O-O. But, uh, you know, it's been a great year. We've had a ball and we have you to thank for it. Yeah. So until 2016, thank you so much, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources 
and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.